0: To the Heat vs. the World Podcast. And now.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joel Jacob, and you can follow me on Twitter at JoelKJacob underscore. With me always, I got some guests. First, we got Miami Flash P.E. Say what's up to the people, Flash.
2: What's going on, everybody? Uh, you can follow me at Miami PE on Twitter, and you can find all the agendas I, I'm pushing on my, the Miami Heat and the Miami Dolphins.
1: And then following him, we got not the actual Jimmy Buckets, but someone that's still fun to have on the pod. Say what's up to the people, Jimmy Buckets.
0: <laughs> Hola, amigos and amigas. It's Jimmy Buckets here on Twitter, Jimmy Buckets with four Zs. Follow me. I will follow you right back. And join us in the Heat versus the World pod for all the up-to-date Miami heat info, news, and shenanigans.
1: And then right after that, we have Mr. Jake Wild. Say what's up to the people, Jake.
0: What is
3: good, Heat Nation? Catch me out on Twitter, at Wild Thoughts, E at the end of Wild, two S's at the end of Thoughts.
1: And then last but not least, we have our female correspondent, Miss Angelina Martell. Say what's up, Ange.
4: What's going on, guys? It's Angelina Martell. You can follow me on Twitter at Angie Martell with 2East for our latest Miami Heat updates. And just check out the new article I wrote about the Miami Heat playoff preview. Link is in bio.
1: All right. So let's get started with today's episode. So obviously, we got to talk about the Heat's playoff matchup against the Bucks, But before we do that, let's talk about something interesting that went down. So to those who don't know, yesterday, the NBA announced the finalists for their um, regular season awards. And there's been two campaigns we were pulling for. One, which was Jim VP, although we weren't too confident about that one. And then, bam, D-po- DPOI, whatever you do the hashtag as. But anyways, yesterday, specifically for Defensive Player of the Year, They announced the finalists, and much to everyone's dismay, Bam was not a finalist. Instead, the first two was Rudy Gobert and Ben Simmons, two guys who we basically knew was going to be finalists in the first place. And then last but not least, Draymond Green. So this was definitely very, for me, disrespectful to see And that's not even the worst part because poll results came out today and this is what the percentages were for each player ranked. So the top three was obviously the finalists. First place, Gobert. Second place, Simmons. Third place, Draymond Green. So you'll probably think, oh, well, maybe Bam is in fourth place. Well, guess what? You're wrong. Because after that, you have Clint Capella. And get this... We have a five-way a five-way tie for fifth place. Hear this out. So you got Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Giannis, Matisse Thibel, and then Kentavious Caldwell Pope. This is real, people. This is real, one hundred percent. So all I'm, I and I'm, I'm gonna have you guys say what you gotta say. But all I need to say is don't pay attention to these. The these type of awards anymore it's bull it's obvious the system is just trash and honestly you don't know what to expect from these people these media people and whoever else votes for these type of awards so without further ado let's get into this flash the floor is yours
2: (laughs) ah okay so so um I've openly declared, uh, last episode, if you guys heard, I've openly declared war against the city of Utah and the city of Philadelphia, and uh, actually the state of Utah, my bad. Um, so I guess you would expect the NBA to do some crap like that. Then you get Draymond Green, sure. who's, uh, All, all respect see, to I, Draymond Green. All respect to him. He's a, he's a good defender, very elite, but better than Bam? Um And then you got, I need to talk to whoever voted for Kentavious Caldwell Pope to be tied with Bam Adebayo. What What are we doing here? This isn't even funny anymore. Like, you, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, my, oh my God, I don't, I'm rarely at a loss for words, but like, Jesus, dude. You got Bam losing deep points to uh, Peppy the Pew, Donkey from Shrek, and Kangaroo <laughs> Jack. I'm done. And I I don't understand. Like, what are we doing here? Like, I, I can't even fire off hot takes in like in this because it doesn't make sense. Bam isn't fourth, and he's tied it like in a I don't know what Joe just said in a six in a four or five way tie for fifth. Yep. Like what? What are we doing here? This basically tells me that Bam isn't going to be first team all defense, and that's a crime. That's a crime. You have
0: Jimmy, he might not Jimmy, even Jimmy he might not team. even be he might not even be second. They might slap him on third, and then I'm gonna seriously boycott the NBA then. for
2: for all defense. The, the, that's the problem. For all defense, there is no third team. So that's even. I mean, worse. I'm,
0: I'm and, being faci- I'm being facetious in that comment. Yeah, yeah, I, I, you know I, get what I, what I get what you yeah. mean,
2: but then you have. In my opinion, Jimmy and Bam should have been def- all defensive first teams. Of course. And now yeah. we're talking about one of them pro- probably not making it there anymore. And it's just been it's such an awful, awful job by the media. The media does not know what they're doing. They, and,
0: they've uh, always hated I, us. They've always hated us. They'll continue geez, to hate Like,
2: us. we always talk about Miami bias and everybody says, oh, you, you guys are just salty and whatever. But this is clear Miami bias. What's going on here? That's all I got to say about
0: these. They're jealous of where we live and they're jealous of our sports teams. They're jealous of our fans. They're jealous of everything that we have as an organization, as a fan base, as anything in any South Florida sports, whether it be the, the Heat, the Dolphins, the Canes, you know, the Panthers, who, you know, you name it, It's they're jelly, bro. It's like people hate because it's Miami. We have perfect weather. We have hot women. We have good food. We have the best sports. We have the best organizations. People are jealous. It's just that's why they hate. I mean, it's that's the end result. And it's whatever you know. So you know this to everybody who don't know, but if you know, then you know. So it's it is what it is. It's it's whatever. Mm -hmm. We're good. Jake,
3: what about you? Here, here are my thoughts and. I think first off, I want to start with a tweet that I found from um, Jack Walsh. Shout out to you. Um, basically, he had broken down the top three um, finalists and what their field goal percentage against is for when they're guarding All-Stars. So basically what these All-Stars are shooting against them. Um, Rudy, Ben, and Draymond, the All-Stars are shooting around 47 48% against all of them, um, which is obviously not, you know, it doesn't tell the whole story by any means, but, you know, th- that's what they're giving up. When you look at Bam against All Stars, they are shooting 36.4% against him. That's not an opinion. It's not black, like, you know, it's not a gray area. That is just an objective fact. When players of any caliber are are being guarded by Bam, they're basically in prison. And the fact that the media continues to push a guy like Rudy Gobert over a man that can guard one to five, go over and under screen, switch on to anyone it just shows that they are stuck in an era that just is no longer, it, it just, it's just his past. And, right, and I've, 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 I've name-dropped this pod a couple times, but on, on J.J. Reddick's podcast, Old Man in the Three, he had Kevin Durant on, and they were talking about defense and how people really don't, like the common person doesn't really understand what makes good defense. And they, they threw a lot of shade at Rudy Gobert, you know, a multiple-time Defensive Player of the Year, as a guy that, yeah, of course, great rim defender, great, you know, elite guy to have. If you're playing zone, he's an elite anchor, gets a lot of shot blocks, but he can't switch. And at the end of games in 2021, when teams are are running all sorts of sets, trying to create mismatches, he is actually a liability. He actually becomes a guy you want a, a, a guard or a quick forward to switch on. And the fact that that guy is probably going to win defensive player of the year is a travesty. And, I and you know, not to reiterate what everyone else said, but –
0: Hey, oh, should be the defensive bro, player of the that's year. That's perfect, bro. That's that's freaking perfect. You could yeah. not have said that better. Thank you. I Th- cannot reiterate that better.
2: Because you know what you're doing there. You're making him – You that would be hysteric defensive player of the year, right? You're putting him in the category of Dwight Howard
0: of like prime <laughs> Dwight Howard. got to take care of Dwight Howard here. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we oh, you're putting Rudy Gobert in the category of Dwight Howard. Like what oh, are right. we doing here? Medi- media media voting is stupid. Media voting has just been outdated now and yeah. they need to find a new way to declare these these awards.
3: Yeah, I, I really, really, I've always been an advocate for having a player vote being be involved because yes, they, yes, how,
0: how could you? Who knows anything yes. more about the, what's player, going on than the players? Player vote, you're you're you are hundred percent right because the coaches, the staff, the media, they're all or uh, most of them are biased. But I think if you had a real player vote and they know because they know who's locking them up every game, they know Bam's shutting them down every game, and we're all pissed about this. We can tell by how we're talking about it. Because we know who the real best defensive player in the league is, and it's it's just it ha- he just happens to play for the team that we're fans of. But it's we're we're not being biased; we're being real. You go and look at stats, like you said, look at the stats. Go and look at the stats of who he's guarded and how they do against other people, and then look at the stats of when Bam guards them. It's it's astronomically different. It's it's it, and these are the best so called. Quote unquote best players in the NBA. Yeah, right. Put BAM on them, and they're 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 a little pussycat.
1: Then Anch, what about you?
4: Man, as soon as I saw Barry Jackson tweet out that Bam was not a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year, I I had to like convince myself that it wasn't real. But then again, Barry Jackson is a very reliable source of information, such as that. And so what pissed me off even more was that. I had like tweeted out about it and like expressed my feelings, of course, because who wouldn't be upset that someone who's been ranked at least third for Defensive Player of the Year for months that is not even considered a finalist just like angered me so much. And I've had people say, well, Ben Simmons can do what Bam can do. Okay. So why not include Bam along with Ben Simmons if he can do exactly what he can do? If you think about it, Bam can guard one through five, can do what Ben Simmons and Rudy Gobert can do in one. And it's still not a finalist. And the stats he puts up against star players when he's guarding them, like stats don't lie, you know? And it's just like, it's a shame to see it go out that way. And the fact that he's in a five-way tie with random scrub heat killer Contavious Caldwell Pope, are you freaking serious, bro? Like, I can't. I just, I'm at a loss for words. I'm done
0: done too. I'm done too. It's, It's ridiculous. You well, I mean,
4: honestly, now I'm like, ever since All Star, I knew the NBA system was just like flawed and biased. Because it's for some been, reason, it's, a,
0: it's always been. It's the always NBA
4: been. just hates it's to see been. Miami win, and that's not our fault. That's theirs. And I'm just going to leave it at that because that's all I have to say.
0: NBA not, they, they, the, NBA, the NBA only liked Miami when LeBron was here. That's right. it. That's it. And if if Ernie Gobert
4: does win it for, like, the third time in a row, that just shows you that the NBA has favorites. So that's all I'm going to say.
1: Right. And then, you know, I feel like if the media just simply covered Bam more – and then also obviously with Miami not being a top four team, I think they overlooked that too much to the point where they were like, oh screw it. Bam shouldn't be a um finalist or whatever. It's such a bold thing. And you know, I brought this up in like a past episode of the pod. Like the the some of the things that factor into these awards are just bull. Like it's obviously it's not the first time a Heat player has been snubbed, especially Bam. Last year He should have definitely received um, Most Improved Player. And instead, they gave it to Ingram. At this point, it's like, screw it. Let these clowns do whatever they want to do. Because at the end of the day, there's one thing that the media and all these other people can't influence, and that's who wins the NBA playoffs. And that's something I want to talk about now. So just in case y'all have been living under a rock for some time, um, it came out that Miami is going to be playing Milwaukee in the first round of the playoffs, and boy, is this a fun one for many reasons. <laughs> I've I, I've been wanting this rematch for a while now because I'm sick and tired of some of y'all calling us bubble flukes. So it's time for us to show y'all which what, what we really about. So you know, I feel like there's a lot of things that factor into this series. So let's, from one thing that I want to talk about with you guys first, it's let's discuss the series from last year and how much the players and teams have changed since then. Because, you know, we look at the changes the Bucks made and so have the Heat. Because these certainly, in my opinion, are two very different teams from last year. You know, with the Bucks going out, getting on. Um, Drew Holiday. And then you look at Miami going out, making some changes of their own, you know, bringing in players like Ariza to replace Crowder, Deadman and all these other guys. You know, what's what's y'all take on all that? We'll start off with you, Jake.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously a lot of change. Um, The biggest one I would say for sure is the addition of Drew Holiday. Um, You know, Eric Bledsoe is at this point in his career a lot, a lot more of a name than he is an effective player um you know just looking back you know towards last year in our in our series he had 11 points a game um you know shot 33% from the floor and he just he's lost all his athleticism um but bringing in a guy like Drew Holiday to replace him you know a very very good um two way player that you know can actually shoot he's actually shooting around 40% from 3 this year uh, it just makes everything we have to do a lot more difficult um, last year, you know, obviously all the Heat fans love to talk about the wall. You know, we're going to build the wall around Giannis, and it works. But I think with the addition of a guy like Drew Holiday, it makes it a lot more difficult, um, you know, having a guy with elite vision that, you know, can can do a lot of different things. Um, they're, they're doing a lot more of forcing switches onto, uh, you know, bringing guys like Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton onto weaker defenders. And they're use, they're, they're utilizing their team a lot more. Um, so I think that obviously the addition of Drew Holiday makes – you know, a lot of our scheme, a lot more difficult. Um, and yeah, you know, on the heat side of things, um, obviously, you know, we brought in Ariza and he's been very good, um, at least comparable to what we could expect from Jay Crowder. Um, but one thing I wanted to bring up, you know, that wasn't a roster move that I think is a X factor in this series is the fact that, you know, we, we have Kendrick Nunn now and yeah, we had him before but you know, for all intents and purposes, he, he really, you know, we all know how he was last year. Things, things went down. He wasn't too effective, but, this year, you know, he's flirting with 50, 40, 90 numbers. He has been absolutely elite. And I mean like elite, elite over the last couple months. And to bring to add a guy like that, if he can carry that into the playoffs, someone that you can rely on to get buckets at all times, I think it's going to be huge. And I think that, you know, when you're the Bucks, you know, yeah, Drew Holiday, you, they may, maybe they brought him in and originally was going to guard a guy like Jimmy, but now they have to focus on Kendrick Nunn. And, you know, even if... Now Drew is on none. That's a wash in my eyes. If, if we got a guy now that's like, you know, dominating on offense that, you know, Drew's great on D. But if he has to focus on on none, I think it's like I said, it's kind of a wash. Um, and we really need him in this series uh, as well as, you know, guys that have progressed a little more. I think Bam looking at him, he's progressed since last year and, you know, always now, you know, with the mid range jumper. Um, so, yeah, I mean, th- there's been a lot of t- changes from both teams. Um, but what I like about the heat in this series is what hasn't changed, and that is Jimmy and Bam, and I, I, I'm still feeling pretty good about it.
2: And then, what about
1: you, Flash?
2: Right. So, you Jake pretty much mentioned all the changes. I think Drew Holiday was a really good addition. I think we could we should really like appreciate the Bucks for the addition also of Bobby Portis. Uh, he's been playing really good. I think he's one of the top three-point shooters in terms of percentage this year. So he's he's been great, especially playing off of Giannis. Um, so I think we can't underestimate that. Uh, as for the Heat, w- basically what you said, uh, we had, quote-unquote, Kendrick Nunn last year, but he didn't play. He wasn't playing at a high level. Now he's going to play, and he's going to see a lot of minutes. He's going to start. So... I think that yeah, the Bucks haven't seen Kendrick Nunn. As the Bucks haven't seen um, uh, Dwayne Dedman. they haven't seen him like that in the playoffs. They, they, they haven't seen Trevor Ariza. They
0: haven't seen Trevor Ariza.
2: That's right. They haven't seen Trevor Ariza. They haven't seen these players, and they haven't seen this version of Bam that shoots mid-range jumpers with confidence. And I think the from what I've observed from the Bucks' defensive scheme, they try they try to take away the three, and they lock the paint down. So that mid-range area is going to be a really interesting sweet spot. And the person that's really good at doing that is Kendrick Nunn. He's a very, very, very effective mid-range shooter. Jimmy nice. has this year, this, this very year compared to last year, Jimmy has found his mid-range shot. He hasn't found his three as much, but his mid-range shot has been going in. Bam. We've talked about his in the mid-range game. So I think what's going to win us this series is the mid-range because we're gonna have Duncan. We're gonna have these guys shooting threes. Duncan didn't even have uh, Duncan didn't even have his best series uh, last year. He didn't even really have a good playoffs until maybe the finals, because the finals he did pretty good. Uh, we have Duncan. They haven't seen Duncan at a in in a really good form in the playoffs. You had uh Jay Crowder doing the, doing that work. Now you don't have Jay Crowder. Now Duncan has another year of experience, and then you have Tyler who. Aside from one game, and that was the game against Milwaukee, he's been playing really good since he came back. So I think Miami is, they peaked at the right time with these new players. They seem to be going right with each other. Can't underestimate what Goron has been doing either. He's been rounding back into playoff Goron kind of form. So I really like this, and I'm very confident on this matchup. And this isn't just from a biased Heat fan perspective. I really like that Miami has peaked at the right time, and these players have peaked at the right time.
1: And then Jimmy, what about you?
0: I couldn't. I couldn't agree more with uh, with with Clutch and Wild. Uh, uh, they they hit all the, the the nail on the head with everything they said completely. Um, one thing that I may throw in is the, like I'm not worried about the inside. Like Bam will destroy Lopez. That's not a question. <clears throat> the only thing, one of the things I'm worried about is like Bobby Portis. I feel that might be an X factor because he can hit threes. He can play inside out. Um, forty-seven percent from three, by
3: the way. Yeah, forty-seven percent.
0: That's the random heat killer for us for the Bucks, and he's not even a starter. But that's the one I'm worried about is not even a starter is Portis. Um, I'm not worried about uh, – I mean, we have Bam and Jimmy, like we mentioned before, snubbed the two of the top five defensive players in the league, snubbed obviously because of bias. But whatever, you know, it is what it is. But we still have them, and we know how good they are. So you know you might throw any of them on Giannis. I'm not worried about Middleton. I'm not. I'm not even worried about running jump man. I'm not worried about him. His his game is so dumb. It's so one sided. It's easy to shut down if you have a brilliant coach like Spo. It's easy. Spo is going to absolutely destroy Budenhauser. He has a week and a half to do it. He's done it before. He's going to do it again. The best player on our floor will not play one minute a game. The best player on our team will not play one minute a game. And that's Eric Spolstra. And I'm done.
1: (laughs) And then Nance, what do you think?
4: I feel confident going into this matchup considering the run we had last season in the playoffs versus Milwaukee. And another thing I want to bring up that's also a valuable asset to both sides, Jimmy Butler didn't play one game this year versus Milwaukee. And he barely played Last season, if I'm not mistaken, if he played one, I am I don't really remember. But all I know is that come playoff time, he was definitely on the floor and we beat them in five games, almost swept them. The number one seed last season, almost swept them with Jimmy Butler being present all of those games. And I feel like that really shows you that how much everything can change when Butler's not on the floor and when he is, especially against a team like that. I'm pretty sure we caught them really off guard with all of that as well. And I'm sure people saw the media interview with Giannis. He said, "I don't know if this year's going to be any different. I'm not going to lie to you." And Joel made the joke where it's like, if he probably saw that picture of jacked Jimmy and got scared. So, you know, I, if I was the Bucks, I would be petrified. Man's literally has Giannis arms, anyways. Sheesh.
0: <laughs> hey, my, my, but, my my profile picture is hunting season.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Fear no dear for Jimmy G Buckets is here. Anyways, Me, but yeah, yeah, no, I feel really confident going into this. Like Jake said, with the addition of Drew Hall today, it's probably going to be a little bit more challenging than it was last season, but it's nothing we can't accomplish. Robinson's had a very dominant three-point shooting season, as well as Kendrick Nunn, a very confident mid-range shooter, like Clutch said. And with the addition of Ariza and Deadman, and hopefully we'll see. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, Yurt Steven in the playoffs come playoff time he's easily one like the tallest person on our team they yeah, said we're not he's in the seven team. we're not you yeah. don't think so no. No. no shot
2: no no no, no, no chance he plays a minute in this
0: playoffs sure. <laughs> it takes seven injuries at least damn he will he, he, be a valuable asset long long term but not this season oh. watch out for him next year though yeah, yeah.
4: for sure Dude but yeah yeah forget i said that anyways but yeah with the new assets we picked up i feel like it would be It'll be a little bit easier on our end because, like everyone else said, we replaced Jake Crowder's channel with Ariza as well as Deadmond on the defensive end with the big men. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about it.
3: I want to touch on one, one thing quickly. I've seen a lot of Heat fans that once Oladipo got hurt, they kind of just
0: gave up on the season. They're like, yeah, you know. We-
4: I forgot to mention that. I feel like it would be a lot different with all the deep on the court, get, just get, no, it, on it,
0: It's actually, it's actually a blessing in disguise because we're going to see the real Kendrick done in a contract year in the playoffs. So we're going to see what he really has to offer. It's going to be fun.
3: No, it, it's hundred percent true. Um, the side of the coin, though, is yeah, we lost. Sorry, sorry, flash in advance. We did lose Kelly Olynyk and we
4: lost. (laughs) Oh, Oh my
3: God. It's nothing to (laughs) do with this guy. I knew you were going to be mad. I mean, just looking towards last year, though, Kelly actually, you know, he he shot 45% from three in the series last year, and obviously, you know, Jay Crowder was, that was, in my mind, that was stuck out as him, you know, shooting out of his, you know, out of his mind that series, and people were like, well, we lost them. We also lost Avery Bradley, and and people kind of gave up on the year, but People forget that, you know, we're playing a nine-man rotation at most, um, maybe even an eight-man rotation some games. And so where we lost Kelly and Avery Bradley, there's a good chance one of those two was not going to be in our rotation anyway. And, you know, replacing one of them with Deadman is huge. I mean, what he can bring to our team off the bench with a low-post presence against a team that, you know, Brooke Lopez is solid, but, you know, definitely by no means any longer a a dominant low-post presence. Uh, He's soft. It, 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 I think it's going to bring a lot for us. Um, and I really do like our nine-man rotation much better than theirs. I mean, obviously, you can argue that their start, you know, with Giannis, you know, maybe their t- little, you know, the, maybe their big three is better than our top three. But I'm taking our nine over their nine every single time. Unbiased.
2: Yeah. hundred. Yeah, I think our playoff rotation this year is better than like on paper, at least is better than the playoff rotation we had last year. Like overall um, in general. Like yeah, obviously have, a lot of teams. We, we, have, to go we, right.
0: have, yeah. we have two full team. We have two full teams, Scotch.
3: Mm-hmm. It's true. And the thing is now with so many more players, I mean, now we have really he other than the, other than Jimmy and Bam, we're looking at our, our guard rotation. We got Jimmy. I'm sorry. Other than Jimmy and Bam, we got Goron, we got Hero, we got none. Um, and and if you want to consider Duncan a guard. Just the fact that we have all four of them pretty much playing at a a high level towards the end of the year, it doesn't take all four of them to win games. It really would only take a good game from Jimmy and Bam and only really two of the four need to be on in a given night for us to beat the Bucs. And I don't think that's too much to ask. I really don't. And I think at this point, none is, you know, I don't want to jinx anything, but he looks like a shoe-in to have some good nights just based on how hot he's been. So I really like what we're looking at. And also people forget um, the refs hated Duncan Robinson last year and he was just constantly in foul trouble over the worst fouls I've ever seen in my life, by the way. But he only had nine points a game last series, um, last year in the series. And just him, you know, you know, kind of normalizing and, and, you know, getting back to what he can do. I, you know, I, I think they didn't even see our best last year, which is crazy. And I, I think they're not prepared for it.
2: That's a and they're, they're even, they're even less prepared this year because, they saw the version of the Heat that doesn't have Jimmy Butler. And we know how different how different the Heat team is without Jimmy Butler is a complete 180. Sometimes they look like the Sioux Fall Sky Force, like when Jimmy <laughs> doesn't play. So like I think they might actually have their guard down this year because they're like, okay, we we beat the Heat by like 40-something points in the in the beginning of the season. And we also beat the Heat this time around at, at the end of the season. So we should be fine, but But you got to keep in mind,
4: Jimmy wasn't present for either of those games.
2: Yeah, they they really underestimate how much. I'm sorry, it's straight up to saying it, how much of a freaking like psychopath Jimmy Butler is in the playoffs. He's like crazy. He's a straight lunatic. So (laughs) I think they they underestimate that a lot. Underestimate
0: My my favorite Miami Heat quote ever is you get me there, I'll win. You get me there, I'll win. That was Jimmy?
2: He proved it yeah, like the, the Lakers.
3: He, he I mean, we didn't win, but I mean, he did anything, everything humanly
0: possible.
3: And if we see anything like that, Jimmy, on, in round cool. one, we we're they, gonna, they're gonna have we some will. major problems. W- one we'll thing think. I do wanna, one thing I wanna touch on. Um, just on the other, you know, on the other side of it. Um, so while while we're still on the topic of how things have changed since last year, I've watched a lot of Bucks basketball this year. I think they've been on, they've been on prime time more so than I had hoped. But uh, I've watched a lot, and. One, one wrinkle, I guess, you know, just to, to, to argue the other side, Giannis looks to be a little bit more of a complete player this year, and their offense isn't really predicated on him getting the ball and running ISO and just driving and dishing. They're actually using him a little bit um, in a similar way as, as we use Bam. Um, he's been screening and, and doing dribble handoffs a lot and kind of rolling, which I like that. And also, um, he's, he's been um, able to get down low and polishing off some of his post moves he's got a kind of a nice little post game now and his mid range is a little bit better. And I think if we can force him um, to, to make, to take those shots, that's kind of where our bread and butter will be. Hey, um, hey, you know, hey, sometimes, wow,
0: sometimes, wow. Do you see any, wow. Do you see any similarities with the dribble handoff between like Bam and Duncan with like Giannis and DiVincenzo at all? Like you see any similarities? With that type I, of
3: A hundred percent. And it's, it's not just, it's not just him. You know, he's been doing it with Chris Middleton, um, Bryn Forbes off the bench, who shoots yeah, like forty-five well, we, percent. We, we
0: forgot we forgot about Bryn Forbes. Yep, good point. Yeah,
3: I mean they just they had to adapt. You know, are Everyone was saying he just didn't make any adjustments last year, and basically, you know, if he didn't, his job would be on the line. And I do think, looking at their offense this year, it's a lot more diversified as opposed to last year. So I do think that you know, as as I do think we've gotten better, I think they have. They really have gotten better. Um, and I think Giannis is a little harder to guard, um, you know. So I don't. I think we're going to have to throw them different looks. Um, you know, it's not going to. We're not going to be able to do the wall all game. Um, like you guys, I sent someone. Someone shouted out Bobby Portis. He's been on fire this year, albeit at a at a low volume. But you know, the, the shooting that they have is is going to make it tough. And and we know we we overhelp. That's our thing, you know. We are we overhelp and we leave three three point shooters open. And we, last year it didn't hurt us, and and we just need to be careful. And we the we we, that have to watch, we have to watch. Yeah. We
0: have to watch. We have to watch Portis and Forbes. That we have for to sure. watch. Those for are sure. the we have to watch Portis and Forbes. Like those are the people that nobody like a casual fan wouldn't think about, but that's what we need to watch because that's what will hurt us
2: for sure. What 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 Miami and uh and especially Jimmy Butler do on defense, which makes them a whole nother level defensively, is that they take – I don't know if this makes sense, but they take educated gambles. So especially Jimmy, you see how most of the time he tries to jump out in front of a pass, he's taking it all the way all the way to the other end. And I've never seen a player in Heat history – I'm sorry, Dwayne Wade, but I haven't <laughs> seen a player in Heat history do that as effectively as Jimmy has.
3: It's 100% true. And they have <laughs> – the heat kind of set up a, almost like a, a trio of defense where let's say you got like a guy like Trevor Reza fronting on a man, you got Bam helping, and then you have Jimmy just, just waiting for him to throw a pass. And it's just like the tandem. They're, put, of they're, defense they're putting, Jimmy going in center, on. They're putting like,
0: Jim, they're putting Jimmy in center field. Yeah it, it, yeah,
2: it makes it really
0: tough to score.
3: You can on, put so.
2: all the all the comparisons. Jimmy plays center field, he plays free safety. Like he he does all those things because he has so much like space on the court and he knows when to reckon how to recognize space and it that's what makes him an elite player on defense in my opinion there's just point. no
4: denying that jimmy turns into a completely different player offensively and defensively when playoffs start and you can see that last season the triple double he dropped in milwaukee in game three of the lakers game so that just goes to show like how great he is like I'm I'm i think mean, he's to always to, been to great.
0: have a psychopath
2: on my team Yeah, I think what we saw from Jimmy against Philly this year is what is close to what we're going to see in the playoffs because Jimmy was a psychopath against Philly, Mm -hmm. and I think he's a little. uh, I think that he is kind of sick
3: and tired of all the hate that he'd have gotten. Um, You know, I think if you ask a you know a a casual or just a random national media guy, they'll say, "Oh, that he had an off year." You know, they're not really legit this year. Um, Will Manso tweeted this and. You know, I think we've all seen it, but it's important to bring up. The Heat started the season with a 7-14 and record. It was brutal, you know, and obviously that has a lot to do with the injuries and COVID. And, you know, there was a point where I remember that game against the Sixers. We had like eight guys and Gabe Vincent played like 38 minutes. Like, that was we started 7-14, and 14, but, but for the rest of the season, yeah. we were 33-18, we were and 18, which is exactly what the Bucks were. So, I mean, people just are really discounting us and it doesn't make any sense.
4: I find it yeah. that Milwaukee good. has that hey, same good. 51 season record as us, so.
0: Good, good. Hey, good. I think the snub on Bam on the DPOY and the snub with Jimmy and the snub with us overall, what? You, you, you want to instill hate in psychopaths? Because I think Bam is about half the psychopaths as Jimmy is. Jimmy's the craziest person I've ever seen play basketball. I'm an MJ fan. I got 23 tatted on my chest, bro, like like across my freaking chest like from MJ like it's somewhere over here but that's that's the killer mentality and Butler has that and I haven't seen that since I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a crazy person like that since MJ and uh, it, it, him and Bam remind me I mean like Loki like this is light like MJ and Robman like just crazy just like but Bam's much more like just I want them to be that like implement that and I think they're going to I think they're going to. I think they're they're pissed off. They've been snubbed. They've been discounted, and they're good, and and they're really good. That's the thing. It's it. They're gonna. It's it's gonna be a nightmare for anybody. Nobody wants to see us. No, no. nobody wants to see the Heat. Nobody. Like you don't want to see.
2: You don't just no. It's I'm funny. telling we, you, we know, but though. nobody
0: else knows. The we know knows.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, the Knicks. You you haven't seen Knicks fans and Philly fans celebrate like they won a championship when Miami went to the other side of the bracket because so they won't have to see them until the Eastern Conference Finals if it gets to that. They
0: will never get to it. They don't want none. Nobody no. wants. None. Nobody wants. The Nets might be the only people that want some, but they don't. I I, I don't know. I I. Just, it's just crazy. I mean, maybe I'm just die hard, or maybe I'm. Too involved in basketball, or maybe I'm too hard of a Heat fan, but like, you don't, you don't want none of this noise. Like, it's, it's, it, it like, no, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be all. I mean, I, I'm excited to see what they bring, but I, I know what they're gonna bring, and it's gonna be funny, and I can't wait to laugh if it works out right. <laughs> yep. You Speaking of you know, the
4: Nets, I, I know this is probably gonna happen in all of our wildest dreams, but to see the Celtics give the Nets a first round exit, regardless how many games that. Series goes into that will be the biggest slap in the face for Steve Nash, considering the team that they built up with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Blake Griffin. Um, previously it was the Lamarcus soldiers. You know, like just all that for nothing, basically.
2: I I Good really job. I don't expect the Celtics to win, obviously, but no, I, no, I no, just want the, I want I want the Celtics to make them sweat. That's what I want. Yeah. I want the Celtics to yeah. make the Nets sweat and have a little put, doubt in their mind for what doubt yeah
0: put long. doubt in their mind. exactly put doubt in their minds yep
4: if the Celtics go at least like say this does have to go like 2-0 and o. so far then the Nets are gonna have to like wake up <laughs> I doubt that it'll ever right. happen what, but
0: what, what 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 Clutch said what Clutch says on point like yeah if, it, if they can put doubt in their minds then they're gonna they'll have it in the back of their head and it's gonna it, it'll it'll change it up
4: I mean is there a big three gonna be present like all three of them because I, Brown, I saw, I mean, Jalen
0: Brown's there. out for the year. I mean, no, I'm talking about the they Nets don't Nets really Nets. have. Oh, who knows? Because I who think knows? I saw
4: something. I don't know how true it was, but they've only played eight games. All three of them, something like that, or like there's Ky- only been very little games where they've played with all three. Ky-
0: Kyrie could want. could want to go camping in Alaska or something, and like you know, like, <laughs> like prove the world's not flat or something. You know, you never know. Never know with them. It's that's a yeah, team. Yeah. Of, that's a team of weirdos, honestly.
2: It's such an odd odd dynamic that they have. But one thing I wanted to go back to the heat on is, you know, what the NBA did last year is they messed up. They messed up big time because they gave Jimmy a taste of what it's like to be in the NBA finals. And now he's going to do everything in his his psychopathic mind to get back there (laughs) because he tasted it. He was so close to it. He was two games from it. He would have he, had it if he
0: he, I get some Bam and got
2: Yeah, he has – now I think this season he has a lot more to prove than he did last season. He wants to prove that he can get back there. He wants to prove that he can be the alpha on this team that leads the team back to the NBA Finals. 100%. Yeah.
3: He, he He's just not a guy you want to add any motivation. I, he's one of the most motivated, hardworking players I've ever seen in my life. And just kind of, you know, the discounting that's gone on all year, I mean – Listen, it's, it might end up benefiting us. You know, I really would love to see the accolades. I would love to see them get recognized. I would love to see Jimmy get recognized, but they don't care. That's the biggest part, and the best part about them is they're not in it for any kind of in- individual accolades. They want a ring, and they want the hardware.
0: It's
3: feel to the fire. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, we're going to be seeing that, that, Jimmy, that Jimmy, you know, against the Lakers or that Jimmy against the Minnesota Timberwolves in practice. That, that's what we're going to be seeing right now. We're going gonna to be seeing top tier Jimmy. Um, and I actually really like the fact that, you know, the playoff in the play in tournament, I like the fact that we've had a week off. Because um, obviously, you know, Jimmy playing, you know, he plays big minutes um, this year. I think he's been like somewhere around He's
0: got He's got more rest this year than he ever has in his life. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of career, rest. Career, career, career. NBA career. Yeah. A lot of rest.
3: And also, guys like, I think Hero, um, when he, you know, when he took up, you know, got hurt and, was out for a couple weeks, I think that really also helped reset his kind of his shot and also kind of his, his conscience a little bit. Um, we, you know, we saw him struggle a little bit this year, especially nearing the trade deadline. Um, but he's been pretty much on fire, um, since he's gotten back. And that's another thing, you know, hero was a huge part of our playoff run last year. And I know it's easy to say, yeah, well now we have none. And that's the truth. Um, but I think that it's going to be different guys on different nights. There's really no one except for the top, you know, top players in the NBA you can rely on day in and day out. So the fact that we have multiple options of guys that can pretty much go off and explode for 2025 with ease, I think it's going to be huge. And I really, really do hope we see the, you know, the return of bubble hero, you know, whatever people want to say, um, cause the dude loves the big moment. I think, you know, people wanted to discount him. We wanted to get rid of him. Um, and, you know, I think he also is a guy that now has a chip on his shoulder, and he's trying to say, no, nah, I'm here. i already been done this. Last year I was great, and I'm going to do it again and, and prove everyone wrong. So
2: yeah, I think he's
0: got the kahunas to do it.
2: Yeah, and listen, I also want to give this man his flowers, and no, to, to everybody's surprise, it's not Duncan Robinson. I <laughs> want to give – I want to give Goran Dragic his flowers now because I think he's going to be a huge part of this. Be coming off the bench, I think. Low key, Goran has a lot to prove, and I think he knows that because of all the talk earlier in the season. Yeah, he's washed. He's why are we paying him nineteen million dollars? He's not worth it. Why did? Why didn't we trade him to get something better? Like the wash thing, I'm pretty sure he hears this stuff and. The way he's been playing at the end of this season has been a sign that he's going to show up again in the playoffs and do really good for us. And I think we some we as Heat fans sometimes with of course with Duncan out there with Jimmy, Bam, we undervalue somebody like Goron, who before his injury was a twenty plus point per game scorer in the playoffs. And I think I honestly do think he can do it again. Sure. No,
3: I I fully agree. And again, again, the week rest, a guy like Goron really benefits from it. I know I, I don't I don't think he fully fully recovered from from the the we, torn uh, the torn plantar. I don't we, think he we fully, have to, fully we,
0: have to, we recovered. Have to give, I Jake, we at Jake, we have to give props to Spo because he's a mastery of minutes this year. Like as far as conserving people, like it's, it's been, been, been more than brilliant. Like, and it will. Show, I hope hopefully it will show up in the playoffs, which. It's the I mean, that's the whole reason. Normally, we're, we're, we're used to the, you know, the, the mid spring push with our team and how we play, but like everything's been derailed by, you know, stuff that's been going on and whatnot. And it's just so it's a little bit behind times, but it's going to be the same thing. And it, I think it'll be more, more vicious than ever this year just for the, the many different factors that weigh in. And y'all have mentioned most of them, but. I believe that he is going to really push the envelope this year with just what we can do, and like a big you to everybody that doubt, the doubted us and like what they think. It's just crazy. It's funny. It's a good position to be in as a I think as a Heat fan. I believe. Yeah.
3: Um. Another thing. Um. Just to touch on kind of what a guy like Goron can do. So the Bucks. The Bucks. At least. At least last year they run a lot of drop defense and so they're really going under screens and they're basically, they're letting shooters beat them. Um, and honestly, I think this year, even more so than last year, we're equipped to, you know, to beat them. We've, we've been a little off and a little inconsistent with our three point shooting this year as compared to last year. Um, but the trend is, is up. And I think that, you know, we have enough guys that we can absolutely torch them and they're not going to really be able to succeed Playing that drop defense on us, um, we just have a lot of a lot of different looks. And if a guy like Goron is on, if he is if he's on, you know, firing on all cylinders, it's going to be great. And like you said, Jimmy, you know, he, he only was playing 26 minutes a game this year. I think we did a really go- good job of, you know, preserving him for the playoffs as much as we could because we've needed him this year a, a lot. Um, and recently, he's definitely stepped it up. So I I have I have big hopes for Goron, man. I really think that he's going to kill it.
2: And you so everyone up the out there of, uh... who said
4: that Goran Dragic was washed I just want you to let I just want to let you know wait play wait till playoff time comes <laughs> sh- so yes, you'll ma'am. see what you've been missing out on you guys look like clowns and then the <laughs> same people that want that called them washed after they saw him have that 20 point first quarter they're like oh whoa Goran Dragic is the goat whatever shut up
2: please <laughs> yeah no. like Heat fans are weird in the sense that one day Goron is washed and a waste of money, and the other day hang his number in the raft away. He's better exactly. than Tim Hardaway. No,
0: I've never I've never, never wavered from Guggy. Guggy's a goat, bro. Just rest him. That's an amazing yeah, player. I, he's he's wrestling younger wrestling. than me and I'm old. Like yeah, damn, he's I, younger I, than me and I'm old. Like, damn, the rest I, I, of bro, I'm telling you, man. I don't
2: I don't need Goron Drogic in the first 70 games of the season. I just need him to be ready for the playoffs. That's all that matters because he's a top tier performer.
4: You've brought this up before. He doesn't show up for all the games. He shows up for the games that matter to help yep. put those points up on the board. Maybe when Jimmy's yep. not there, whatever. Yep. But
0: nailed it. And, and and another another X factor that people may not think about, but we know. I mean, Ariza is going to be seriously uh, a big deal in the playoffs. Like he, I mean, it's it's a Jay Crowder 2.0. But I believe I've. I've like Ariza better just I like his length better I like his three-point accuracy better minus Crowder in the playoffs last year he went nuts but I like Ariza's consistency from long range I like Ariza's length a lot defensive side a lot um I think it'll be interesting and Kendrick Nunn also I think that giving him the you're going to be giving him the spotlight uh in a contract year and he can he can ball I mean, we talk crap about him sometimes, but not really. I mean, he just – he can ball. That is a baller. He's going to get 15 Duncan million. Duncan Robinson contract here get, as well. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah it's none and Duncan Robinson's contract here, but you're, you're right. Yep. So, they're both going to – I mean, we're obviously going to retain Robinson. We're not letting him go, but none, no. we, he's going to get thrown 15 million from some team, and we're not going to be able to match that. If, I mean, if we want to retain Grog- Dragic or if we want to, you know, explore other options. We're gonna have a lot of thinking to do. I believe. I think Nunn's gonna give us a lot of thinking to do this off season by how he does in his playoffs. Hopefully, I mean hope, but I mean I know he is, and I, I he's built for this moment. So it's, it's he's, he's a baller. He, he's like a little mini Jimmy. He's crazy too. Nunn's nuts. He's got it's that true. heart. It's true. One, one
3: thing to touch on, um, just based on what you just said, I think Ariza is a really good addition against the Bucks. Crowder is an elite defender. There's no questioning it. Uh, but he has a 6'9 wingspan. And Trevor Reza has a 7'2 wingspan. And that man is really, really long. Obviously, Crowder might be a little stronger. Um, but I think Ariza is a little bit more switchable. And I, I really do like Ariza on Giannis. And I think that, you know, okay. in order to preserve Bam for the series, you know, we're not going to be able to put Bam on Giannis for 48 minutes. It's just not going to happen. But I really, really like Ariza. Um, fronting on Giannis with with some help on the back, I, I think that's going to be really effective for us. And like you said, you know, obviously Crowder was shooting way above his means in the playoffs. And it helped us. But I, I trust Ariza more so, in, in a you know, in the long run. And yeah, I, we, I, I think he was we, the we best we, we could have done. We,
0: we have three dudes to throw and run and
2: jump, man. we got yeah. Jimmy, yeah, so, so. Ariza, and Bam. So you're talking about Trevor Reza and I, I could talk about Trevor Reza for days cuz I really appreciate that man so much. Um if you put him up against like what Jay did last year? Yes, Jay Crowder. He's bigger in the sense of he's heavier. He was heavier so he can hold his ground maybe a little bit more. But I and I do think Jay is the better shooter even though he's very streaky, but I think I to be honest, and it's not even close for me. I think Trevor Reese is a way better defender than than Jay Crowder. I think it's not even close. And he's not the shooter Jay Crowder is. And I think you can get the shooting out of somebody else, like, like Duncan, if he's when he shows up in in this series. But uh, in terms of defense, I just think Trevor Reese at 35 years old. I think Trevor Reese is far and away the better defender than Jay Crowder is.
4: I feel like he really filled in that spot for us, considering we were all very upset that Jay Crowder was no longer going to be with us coming into this season. So I feel like Trevor are really filled in that gap offense and defensive-wise. So I'm just glad he came in and did what he had to do and just did all that for us.
2: And very am glad, a glad he
3: clean up Moharkless'
2: mess, because Moharkless ain't it.
4: Moharkless is doing pretty well in Sacramento, I can't lie. I feel you know, like he's looking better there. He's...
2: Mo, Mo Harkless is doing well in Sacramento, a team that sucks, and Kelly Olynyk is doing well in Houston, the team that Another sucks. Another team
0: that sucks. But you put crappy players on crappy teams. Watch what happens. It's, amazing. Yeah, it, it's apples to oranges.
3: You know, it's easy. These are NBA players. You know, their whole lives they've been the best guy in their team. So to have a guy like, like you said, Mo or, or Kelly to go and dominate on a on a you know below average team, it's easy. It, what is hard is to come in with limited minutes and limited shots and make an impact. Because a lot of these guys are used to shooting a lot with their volume. I think Kelly for sure is a volume shooter. And, yeah, I mean, some guys aren't meant to be role players, and they're not really effective role players as much as they would be, you know, just – Hey, Kelly, on Kelly's team.
0: nice. I don't know if we uh, – Kelly's nice. I don't know if we utilize him.
1: Oh, You froze. Yeah, I mean,
3: right. I, I don't think it's so much that we didn't utilize Kelly. I just feel like he just needs volume. I mean, he's always, you know, even in the in the finals when Bam was out and he got more shots, he was a little more effective, but he's just not a guy that really has ever you know, he he he'll go off and have five games in a row, he'll shoot forty percent from three or higher, and then he'll just go on a slump of, you know, two of twenty seven from three. That's just the way he's been. And when you're a contending team, I want consistency and that's what we've brought in. I feel like the the guys we have all, you know, I'm looking at our whole roster right now, our whole playoff nine, and it's a lot of consistent players.
2: Yeah. Jake, you mentioned this characteristic of a player that maximizes limited minutes. And I think that moves us right into Dwayne Dedmond and how how amazing he's been playing. Because on the court at center, it's either Bam or it's Dedmond, nobody else. And Dedmond has played minutes. That have started runs without Bam and without Jimmy on the court. He him and that little trio that that we saw at the end of the season of Goron, Hero, and Deadman has been really good. And also when Bam so. goes into the bench and it's and it's Jimmy and Deadman, they seem to like almost instantly form a nice little chemistry together. Jimmy finds Deadman, and Goron is a natural, true point guard. He Tries to find a big man in the pick and roll, so they're always trying to find him. And he's always doing good. He's getting the offensive rebounds that we didn't get last year. He's doing a lot of stuff that we were missing on the team last year. So I think Deadman's going to be great, even if he plays ten minutes a game. He's going to be great. Yeah. Amen.
3: He, huge Amen. addition. Amen. And, and the thing is, too, um, you know, just the, like you said, coming in doing in, in unlimited minutes. You know, I, 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 lo- I love the, the mantra, everything happens for a reason. I love it because, you know, everyone was so upset when we couldn't get LaMarcus Aldridge and he retired. <laughs> Obviously, you know, I wish him the best, hopefully his health as well. But if we got him, we might have been screwed. Uh, you know, we, we wouldn't be here. And the same goes from for Andre Drummond. I mean, you know, you can say he's a very polarizing player. I, I'm of the opinion that I, I would genuinely rather have Deadman unlimited minutes than Drummond's. Maybe I'm just biased, but from what I've seen oh, and is- how Demon fits on this team, it's it's fl- it's a puzzle piece. You know, he fits r- perfectly in and like you said, Flash, him and Jimmy immediately clicked and it's it's almost beautiful to see. And it, it, you know, a lot of Heat fans, I remember one one time in the Heat versus the World chat, there was a huge argument. What's our biggest need? Is it a ball handler? Is it a shooter? Is it a defender? Um and a lot of people said it was a, a center and we're hoping that we would trade for a center or you know, obviously get Drummond and Couple people mentioned Deadman but it was really slept on. Um, and I just think that you know, obviously, with the Heat being such an incredible organization, we knew what we were looking for, and we, you know, we weren't panicking when we didn't get Lamarcus. We weren't panicking when we didn't get Drummond. We brought in a guy that I don't even know if he was planning to play this year. Um, and just how you know, brilliant Spo is, and how brilliant this team is. You know, we brought him in, and he's immediately, you know, he's part of our playoff nine.
2: And it's yeah. it's going to be great to see. I think the Heat go go out looking for players where other teams don't look. So they're very good at finding players where nobody expects it. They didn't expect, I know for a fact, they didn't expect Deadman to, to be an NBA player this season. No team did. I honestly think the Lakers would be much better off with Dwayne Dedmon instead of Andre Drummond. If you put Dwayne Dedmon in there, I think he would be a lot better for them. It's true. Of and they wanted Whiteside too.
3: I mean, people were <laughs> going to look towards Whiteside. <laughs>
2: Who, who is that? That's not
0: even an NBA player. Who, is, who are you talking about? I thought we were talking about the NBA here. That's the
2: starting center for yeah. the Shanghai Sharks.
0: Big, the big
1: three.
0: Yeah, Shanghai. Yeah, Shanghai. Ni hao, bro. Ni hao. That's a ni-hao. White side over the Sharks, baby. Let's go. Of course. Well, Whiteside's funny.
4: punching the air right now. Dwayne Dedman is the best number 21 in Heat history. No question yeah. about it.
2: Yeah, he, he He's impacted winning more than Whiteside ever has.
4: Yeah, exactly. I don't know And I'm sure he won $90 like Whiteside did. So,
2: I don't never won that number. I don't know. Yeah, like do yeah. do put the, yeah. we're not we're not gonna discredit him either. We're not gonna discredit Whiteside, and I don't know how he just got into a Whiteside debate a little bit. But anyways, <laughs> um, that he he put up great numbers. He put up great numbers, but we did, we were not a good team during that time span. We were not a very good team, except for that 2016 <laughs> team. But it was more of us being led by Dwayne by the old guys: Dwayne Wade, Joe Johnson, Goran Dragic, those guys. Not not Hassan, <laughs> and I, I just think. Like, yeah, he does he didn't, he didn't attribute to winning and Dwight and Bedman has been. Was, 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 was
0: Rod, was Rodney McGruder our point guard then?
2: He was just like was a, a shooting a guard. guard.
0: I don't
3: think guard. he brought the
0: ball up, thank God.
3: But it was an yeah. ugly, it was an ugly time, man. Th- those were, I always see those, those tweets where our starting lineup is like McGruder, Wayne Ellington, like Jay Rich. And it's just like, Babbitt. we, we, yeah, Babbitt, Like we, we went through it all in those couple years. years. It was an ugly Babbitt. couple years, man.
2: I know you guys remember Henry Walker. <laughs>
3: yeah. AKA Bill Walker. Oh I, my God. I
0: know I know you remember Josh McBob. <laughs> 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 you want to talk about Bob.
3: Biggest. Yeah, it, it was another couple big. years. Um, but that's uh, why we were rewarded. Uh, one thing I will seven, say uh, though, uh, I do think Deadman might be the best twenty one ever, but shout out to Vashawn Leonard, man. Not many people remember <laughs> Vashawn Leonard. I'm pretty oh, sure he was 21. Yeah, word but,
0: up. Yeah. He's a nice yeah, little scorer. Up. He's a nice dude too. I, I've met him a couple of times. I'm I'm really good friends with Mark Strickland. He used to play for the Kings. He played for the Heat. Um, really good friend of mine, and he's buddies with Vashawn. So I met Vashawn, Tim Hardaway Senior through Mark. Um they're both really cool. But you, that yeah, he's twenty one. Yeah, Vashawn, yeah, that's the dude, bro. He, he he would stroke them threes, bro. He was nasty. I love him, bro.
1: Big fan, big fan. All right. So Without further ado, you know, with this series going to start very soon, I gotta ask you guys, what is your prediction for Heat Bucks, and in how much games? We'll start off with you, Flash.
2: Oh man, I'm I'm just I'm just going with the meme because I, I think I honestly think it's true. It's Heat in five, baby.
1: <laughs> All right, Jake, what about you?
3: Uh well, I was gonna say Heat in six until I saw the picture of Jimmy. And then I saw the Giannis <laughs> interview. And now I'm saying heat in five. Has to be.
1: And then what about you, Jimmy? Are you joining the crew on this one?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't waver on this one. Yeah, heat in five. <laughs>
4: and
1: what about you?
4: My inner heat, stand is saying heat in four, but realistically, heat in five.
2: Gentleman, clean hey, sweep. sweep, heat in five.
4: Bring out the brooms, like Duncan Robinson said. Bring out the brooms. <laughs> Yo, I love that video so much.
2: Classic. Hey, shout out yeah. to my man uh, on on 790 again. I always shout him out, Brendan Tobin. You put on the monocle, put on the little top oh, hat, I put on your Tobin. little nice, yeah, shout you put out on Tobin. your nice little suit, and because it's gonna be a gentleman sweep, you're gonna do it yeah. so gentlemanly. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out, to Tobin for real. I appreciate him coming on the show. That was cool. Big shout-out, Tobin. I love him.
1: But, yeah. And then for me, my prediction, I feel like a clown if I didn't join y'all. So, I'm going Heat in five as well. Let's do this. Let's go. go. Yes, sweet. sir.
0: Let's <laughs> go. good, That's good y'all. Whoa. Right. Let's get him, baby. That's good. <laughs> Whoa. Throw <off> the dubs. <laughs> Whoa. 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 <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Whoa.
1: Whoa. So, anyways, before we wrap it up, is there anything else we should hit on?
4: Or Bam deserves Defensive Player of the Year, but that's another subject for another time. He won Defensive Player <laughs> of the Year in our hearts, of course, so it doesn't matter. Uh, we, we,
0: need, we, need, we need a GoFundMe for a computer for Jimmy Buckets. Um.
4: Bam, at, Bam <laughs> at least needs to make the um, somebody, somebody, please
0: start, somebody please start that. I can't even look up stats. I'm having to go off the dome right now. Like, you know, look at this thing. Like I, uh, I don't have much option. I have my cat up here. She's upset. Like you know, we need we need a new computer
2: here. <laughs> hey, for for those of you guys who don't know who are listening, <laughs> our, 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 our our friend Jimmy Bucket's here. <laughs> destroyed he his computer for
4: and destroyed a fourteen hundred dollar computer. So let's start a GoFundMe for Jimmy Buckets fourteen hundred dollar computer.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: damn podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's all worth it go ahead. go eat it's all worth it baby let's go i'm good i'm good you. Let's, yeah, go, so brother, let's go baby Show the passion
1: is there anything else we got to hit on or are we ready to close this one out
2: yeah hey, i think we're good pump for tomorrow let's do this I'm ready let's for this end. game
4: earned it jerseys we got to get a dub in our earned it jerseys
0: the, the right. hunt begins the hunt right. begins
4: the hunt begins, fear no deer, fear no deer.
1: Yes, sir. So without, <laughs> so without further ado, um, thank y'all for tuning in to this episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. Make sure to follow us at Heat vs. the World underscore. We'll see you guys next time with a brand new episode. And make sure to tell your neighbor or whoever you see when you walk when you walk across the street, tell them Heat in 5. With that being said, we are. Thank you for
0: listening, and we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat vs.
2: the World podcast.